0: Way the wind blows when this day is done.
1: good morning out there um, welcome to the sustainability sessions I am your host Rebecca Sayre, and this is our one-year anniversary I'm so honored and amazed and humbled by that and I'm very excited Nice, Thanks Benny. That's Benny the amazing producer that keeps everything everyone going.
2: deserves a round of applause on a one-year anniversary. Yeah. I'm just saying no matter yeah. what or who you talk to.
1: <laughs> That's a really good philosophy. I think I'm gonna I'm gonna steal that. I um, applaud when I
2: come into every room so it just makes
1: sense. <laughs> <right>? <laughs> um, and our guest this morning I'm so excited that uh, Trayana Holiday from King County Equity Now is able to join us. Hi good morning. <laughs> Yeah, thank you so much for being here. And we're, um, as those of you out there listening know, we focus on uh, tangible, practical things that we can do to help make the world more sustainable uh, in our, our local sphere and, and uh, sometimes international sphere. And Triana and King County Equity now are, are working right at, right at the, the intersection of that, of, of looking at justice and 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 equity and uh, today we're going to talk about one of their um, cornerstones and some of the initiatives behind that And that is the issue of of land acquisition and how how that has impacted communities in the past and how you can rectify uh, damages made and move forward in a better more holistic way. Um, Triana, can you tell us a little bit about first King County equity now and and what you do and then also that aspect of your work? Absolutely,
3: and thanks again for having me, Rebecca. I'm happy to be here. Uh, Honestly, uh, this is uh, something that is built on, King County Equity Now was really birthed out of years and decades of black organizing. Um, And it comes down to the point that we realize and recognize that the experts are within our community So, you know, we started off as a volunteer initiative, hundreds of volunteers coming to the plate, as we saw with so many protest movements um, throughout the summer uh, on the back of George Floyd and so many others. But obviously, George Floyd's death was like the tip of the iceberg for so many people. And we recognize uh, that I love that your show is uh, sustainable (laughs) sessions, because honestly, we recognize that sustainability lies in community ownership. It lies in Uh, community taking a a forefront in the decisions that actually shape and make up their community. So we created a a nonprofit organization that focuses on policy advocacy, amplification, slash personification, and research of uh, these amazing organizations that are Black-led that have said yes we uh, are joining in forces uh, and moving in sidestep with king county equity now and basically you know we realized that uh, again they've been working on so many different solutions doing their own research and honestly they realized that there was a gap and Mm -hmm. so we need to create a nonprofit to fill this gap to fill this void we can't wait for somebody else to step in in line to handle these decisions for us and so We are excited to learn from all of these organizations to support these organizations and to move their barriers um, into new policy, new legislation, how we can um, basically make sure that our community voices are heard at those policy tables. So that's uh, at the center of our work.
1: That's so so exciting to me. And um, as we, we spoke on the phone the other day, um, my, my background, uh, prior to going into real estate, uh, it was as a community organizer. I started my career working for American rivers and working for the Sierra club. And I, if anybody out there from the Sierra club is listening, I I, I blame many of the ways that I view the world on my time with the Sierra club. I'm like, everybody can organize. Everybody's got an agenda. Everybody's got a point. Everybody's got a voice and you just got to put it together and get in front of the right people. And so I what you're talking about is so exciting to me I just I, I, I love it when communities are empowered and and that sort of that traction takes place and and then this was born because it needed to be born. So that's just so great. I'm wondering do you see you brought up you know in light of, of the tragedy that happened with George Floyd uh, last year. Are, are you seeing similar movements across the country similar organizing that's born out of this.
3: Yes, absolutely. I am. And, um, that's why I created a, a podcast uh, of my own, uh, called equity rising and it's everywhere. Oh, wow. podcast, Yeah. But basically I was speaking to people nationally and globally about their issues, what it is they're doing to organize how they are equity change makers. And they're global at the end of the day. Um, as we saw with the protest movement that it wasn't just the United States that was you know, kind of in an outrage. It was all over the world. And mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Um, talking this to so many of my guests, you realize that there, all of our issues are overlapping. We all right. understand the, the desperate need to start changing the ways that decisions are made in our communities, to start changing the way that development is done in our communities, uh, especially with regard to these waves of gentrification that are hitting the world. Uh, Right. We see a a real, a real hard case of it in Seattle Central District, which is where, you know, a lot of my work is rooted. But ultimately, uh, definitely seeing this globally, Rebecca, I mean, it's something that everybody stepping up and saying we can no longer deal with the police brutality. We can no longer deal with systemic oppression and racism. We have to work together
1: to eradicate it. Amen. Well, that that's so beautiful. Um, how how do uh, how do people get to your podcast?
3: Yeah, they, uh, they can look up Equity Rising everywhere you find podcasts. It's on Spotify, Apple Music, all the places. Um, it's called Equity Rising, um, and you'll see a picture of me <laughs> on there. Um, but yeah, like we just uh, dropped our our last episode of the season yesterday with, uh, Mr. Aaron Dixon. So we brought it back home oh, wow. from Seattle right on. and spoke to him about the rise of the black Panther movement right here in Seattle. Mm-hmm. That, it was a great oh, way to get it on, on a local note.
1: That's really great. And talk to me or talk to us, please. And, and, and again, our audience out there is largely Puget Sound, but uh, we do stream and we got people from all over the world. So, uh, it, it, it's always interesting to know who's listening to us. Uh, but talk about land investments and, and why this is such a pivotal part of the work that King County Equity now is doing, and how that, if you can, also just sort of how that ties into this broader issue of sustainability, which in my mind is we all have to figure out how to live here, live together, and have enough for everybody. <laughs> Absolutely. that was <the> sustainability is.
3: <laughs> Absolutely. I think uh, up here in Seattle, we really have a unique case when we see that Seattle is still the number two growing city th- this year uh, or last year when the data came out. Um, you know, in the face of the pandemic, we were still um, receiving uh, so many different transplants from all over the world. And really, uh, when you realize that, you know, traditional development, the way that it's done, um, actually, takes no account for communities that are wherever development is happening. Um, a part of my degree is in urban studies, and I studied this globally myself. And honestly, there's better ways to build communities. And so we realized that, you know, I, I you know, so much of my work was with Africatown Community Land Trust. And there are a multitude of ways that we can start bringing in new ideas. They're not even, they're, they're actually not even new, They're rooted in this. When you think about a land trust, or when you think about tenant unions, you know, organizing and owning the building that they live in. When you think about affordable commercial space uh, tenants, you know, banding together to buy the spaces. I mean, you're talking about a wide range of, you know, housing diversity, um, industrial diversity that really needs to begin to take shape, and so we recognize that wholeheartedly. And we said, you know what? This is really about community stewarding the land. Uh, if we yep. think about the indigenous practices of the land right here in, in the U.S., uh, uh, they understood the soil. They understood, you know, the the ways that the land was going to work with the elements. Um, And Mm -hmm.
1: so they were able, and they they still do.
3: (laughs) And they still do exactly, which is why we have to start really understanding a lot of those principles and bringing them in to a community ownership space. And so, Mm -hmm. you know, that really is why. When you're talking about sustainability, it is not sustainable to keep pushing people out of their natural environment, to keep pushing people out of where they grew up. Um, We're realizing that it creates so much more trauma on the back end. And so mm-hmm. we are encouraging you know, for-profit developers to begin to have a more uh, human-centric approach to the ways that they do development. And that's why uh, land and ownership uh, for community stewardship and community ownership is so vital.
1: Oh, that's so amazing. Um, and this is a bit of a tangent that um, a book, which is a favorite book of mine that I've been listening to on audiobook kind of at, at night. Um, if, if I end up not being able to sleep, which happens these days during COVID, um, is braiding sweet grass by Robin Wall Kimmerer. Have you ever heard of her or that book?
3: No, sounds like another one to add to my
1: list. Oh my God, it's it's so great. She is a, an ethnobotanist. She's from New York. She's um, um, she's partially indigenous. I I don't know which which tribe. Uh, or I I think I might get it wrong if I said it, but it's. It's these beautifully written stories and she talks woven throughout one of the key things is this concept of reciprocity and reciprocity with people and reciprocity with the land that traditionally, like when you have that connectivity, of course, you don't push things to the very edge because it has to give back. And and, and if you know that and if you're grounded in that and if you're grounded in that sense of place, then you take care of it everybody and you take care of things because you need the cycle to keep going. And that's something that we've lost. And it's that's very interesting. Amazing. Um and that's what you're speaking of. That's a yeah. Well and with that, you know, and as we were talking about the other day, Triana, is is King County Equity Now is is, is doing this very practical, tangible work um with community right now. And you have some opportunities for people to engage. Um, could you, um, let's, let's talk about some of these things. One of, um, and we may need to go to break through part of one of them, but, um, mentioned that at the, at the state level and local level, there's a lot of organizing and work that's, that's in need of some public comment and funding and various things. Um, you'd mentioned what's happening with the Washington um, state housing commission. Could you, um, talk a bit about that?
3: Absolutely. Uh, We have uh, had to create a campaign again. So much of this work is about educating community, right? And educating the the larger population on a lot of the nuances that are involved in the work. And uh, when we realized that Washington state housing finance commission, we call them WASHFIC uh, when we realized that they uh, put out, you know, the projects that they were going to be investing in and none of those projects were in Seattle. Uh, it was a big alarm to us because when we're talking about reciprocity, when we're talking about, you know, um, basically undoing past harms, a lot of the, the black-led development projects are in Seattle. And so the fact that it's like, oh, we're not going to, you know, fund any of those projects, WashVic is responsible for um, really issuing out those uh, housing tax credits that are needed to uh, start affordable development projects and get them past the finish line. And um, we had to create a campaign around this to really encourage and urge uh, Washfit and those working for Washfit to really think about what they're mm-hmm. doing what, mm-hmm. when they say that they're not going to fund, um, you know, Seattle development projects in this round. It's way too imperative uh, in terms of you know the movement of you know investing in communities of uh, again undoing past harms it's too important to not allow these development projects to uh, either get off the ground or to finish, um, uh, you know, again, crossing that finish line. And those tax credits are necessary. It also goes to a larger issue of how, you know, affordable housing development um, companies and organizations have to move with the bureaucratic system, right? And it's like, we have to, the only way we can get things done is through these tax credits which is a great thing that we can get things done. But it also is pretty sad that there is no acquisition fund to again say, you know, well, we realized that there was a lot of harm caused to these areas that suffered major waves of gentrification. And we as a city, we as a county are going to be making a large investment to ensure that we shore up our communities, that we allow for displaced residents to move back um, into mm-hmm. the areas that they knew and loved, that we start working to mitigate these damages instead of maybe having more of a capitalistic approach, allowing for right. the for profit developers to, you know, make money hand over fist uh, with all of these projects. And I think that it goes to a larger issue, honestly, Rebecca. But yeah, you know, we have a campaign right now. Um, and you guys can find that campaign if you look up kingcountyequitynow.com. But it's important that we again educate our community and stop these kinds of harms.
1: That's so great. And I just want to say, we're, we're about to go to break. So that's a good place for us to just take a pause. KingCountyEquityNow.org is the website. And that's where you can find out about how. Now, people can actually, I, I, I want to go into this more in the break. Okay. And why, okay. the website, you can actually, oh, dot, dot com, KingCountyEquityNow.com. And there's an opportunity for people to contribute to some funding Absolutely. on that website as well. So we're going to go to break. Uh, this is the Sustainability Sessions one-year anniversary. My guest today is Triona Holiday from King County Equity Now, and we'll be back in a minute.
0: Set your intention. Dream.
2: So are you interested in green building, energy efficiency, and sustainable practices? The Northwest Eco Building Guild is a 501c3 community of builders, designers, suppliers, and homeowners concerned with ecological building in the Pacific Northwest. The Guild empowers people through educational activities, classes, and events through the year. To learn more on how to go solar, conserve water, lower your energy bills, and create a healthy home environment, visit ecobuilding.org. Forward slash events today. Tune in every third Friday on Lift Your Spirits Radio at 8 a.m. for the sustainability sessions with host Rebecca Sayer. Learn from and be inspired by local leaders, thinkers, and problem solvers who are tackling the sustainable living questions through invention, collaboration, and hard work. This lively and thought-provoking show focuses on tangible, practical measures that we can all take to reduce our carbon footprint and rethink how we relate to the resources of our natural world. Don't forget, that's the sustainability sessions with host Rebecca Sayer every third Friday on Lift Your Spirits Radio at 8 a.m.
3: Lift Your Spirits with me, Dina Marie, and join the Our Energy Matters online community today. You will experience classes and one on one conversations with me that will inspire you to live life to the fullest in these changing times. Learn more about yourself and how to expand your energy, plus have fun in the process. Every month, I will highlight one of our Our Energy Matters members as a guest on Lift Your Spirits Radio. For more information, visit me, Dina Marie, at dina-marie.com. 2021 is your year to shine.
0: There's a reason they invented the internet. It's called 1150kknw.com. Follow. Oh, oh.
1: Good morning. This is the Sustainability Sessions with your host, Rebecca Sayre, and our guest today on our one-year anniversary is the awesome Triana um, Holiday, Triana Holiday, excuse me, there's no um in your name, uh, from King County Equity Now, and we're having a fabulous conversation about community organizing and how this so pleased to be talking with you and about the energy that you're generating um and that it's based in let's let's turn the tide and let's make you know right out of wrong and there's so much opportunity in that i mean that's the beautiful thing it's like there's just there's different different ways to view the world than how it's been predominantly viewed and lived in for the last few hundred years and there's frankly all sorts of wisdom out there that is really old and is worldwide. we were just, we're just tapping into. Mm-hmm. And um, we were just talking about um, the Washington State um, Financing Commission and I'm not getting that acronym correct, um, but let's talk about, again, we were just talking about how there's, there's a need to f- make sure we're funding projects in, and this is state level funding in the city of Seattle And that's where most of the um, Black-owned proposals are. And then let's just just pick that back up. And I want the listeners out there to be able to know how they can participate and contribute to this effort. And then we also talked about some other funding efforts that you have uh, via your website and other, other mechanisms
3: yeah you know i mean that is probably the center of so much uh black organizing and just organizing in general right uh that's uh, beyond black but i think that you know when you talk about educating the community and giving um the larger community options to understand the work that you're doing and understand how they can be a part of that work is crucial um again what we saw when we were putting together these amazing events, like Juneteenth, for instance, Um, you know, now it's gonna be celebrated as, you know, a uh, state-recognized, you know, holiday. Um, This past year, you know, we brought out over 30,000 people to march with us to understand a lot of these issues. And um, it's Washington State Housing Finance Commission that we were talking about, so that's one effort where it's like, you know, we have a campaign People can easily these days. Digitization does make some things easy, where you know you don't have to necessarily write a letter to each you know candidate. We get, you know right. or elected official. We can put it all in one. You know you can hit a button. You know the 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 message is already generated for you. Uh, and uh, through our, our website, you can find that uh, King County Equity But also we do have a lot of different measures that we are funding for when we talk about this you know multi billion dollar. Um, land acquisition fund it, it also goes into what i was saying earlier about the need for there to be funding that is generated whether it's from a levy or some type of tax but ultimately real funding that's generated for these kinds of projects so that you know it doesn't pin organizations up against one another one of the things we see with the nonprofit industrial complex is, uh, you know, a bit of competition, you know, because, hey, sure. you know, the city or the county only has so much money and, you know, development projects cost, you know, millions of dollars. So in order to get these funded, we definitely need a large investment. And that's one of the things that people can, you know, uh, you know, contribute to as well. But ultimately- mm-hmm. is,
1: Which, uh, and you can and, and just for our listeners out there, you can go to kingcountyequitynow.com and actually contribute.
3: Yes, absolutely, and and also um, you can learn more about a lot of the organizations that are supporting our efforts um, as we support them, you know, like Africatown Community Land Trust that I mentioned earlier too, Mm -hmm. that also has, you know, if you go to africatownlandtrust.org, you will find that they have campaigns as well, so again, this is just, you know, if you go to wanawari.org, you will be able to see that Wanawari is doing a whole project on, you know, making sure that black homeowners are able to stay in their homes. Um, you know, when, when, when we think about the work of the organization, there's so many different nonprofits and, and organizations that I can name that are doing phenomenal work. Um, aside from land and acquisition, one of the parts of sustainability is keeping our children safe. You know, when we think Mm -hmm. about, um, you know, there's another group, uh, you know, called Community Passageways with Coach Dom. I love Coach Dom over there. And they're doing phenomenal work to make sure that young people have a village when they're dealing with the criminal justice system. That, you know, they're not going into it alone, that they have Mm -hmm. some mentors that are there to help shape them, that they can house young people um, in the interim and then try to help them, you know, change their lives. Choose 180 is another one. I mean, there's so many amazing organizations that are like, hey, we are over here doing the work that nobody else was doing in our community because we're connected to this community. And so you you
1: have that sense of place and knowledge. And and then again, that's just as a society, that's what we need to get back to because that's where we're we're just simply stronger and better that way. You had mentioned that there for um, the Washington State uh, Housing Financing Commission that there's a hearing upcoming.
3: Yes, yes, there's a public hearing, and I think that they haven't dropped the information yet. But if you follow Washington State Housing Finance Commission, you'll see that on the 25th of this month, there is going to be a room for public comment, you know, room for, for folks to get involved more, bring their voices into it, you know, so a little bit more than our campaign in terms of clicking a button to send, you know, a letter to elected officials that are involved with this, but that you can also, uh, you know, join their public comment. And if you follow them, uh look on their website, they'll be, uh I think, dropping that link soon. But on the 25th, we're gearing people up now to bring their voices into this issue as well. Because again, you know, to not fund any uh, Black-led, you know, development projects right now, you know, on the backs of, George Floyd and this large global
1: protest movement that we
3: talked about in the first segment—it just does not. During Black History Month. <laughs> yeah, I mean, you know.
1: Come well, on. The hearing is, yeah, it's it's ridiculous. Yeah, we we can do better than that as a state. Absolutely. And I, I would I would hope that the governor is 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 pushing on that. And, and we have so many great uh, elected officials at the state level, and they just I just know they know better than that. So. Do we, we want to, and this is, this is off the top of my head, but we, do we want to reach out to our, um, what's that noise? Um, do we want to reach out to our uh, legislators and, and push them on this? I mean, obviously those who are on the, on the appropriate committees are more appropriate, but it seems like this is something that you know, we just need to, again, organize and make it clear that it's a priority. So, February 25th, kingcountyequitynow.com will have updates on how you can participate how you can submit comments again this year it's a weird year but there are all sorts of online opportunities to literally submit comments sign in on things and 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 all of that should be made available is that correct that's correct
3: and also you know uh, that's the, the thing is is that we when you sign up with us uh, we have newsletters that go out so we keep our community we keep the larger uh those supporters keeping everybody informed with the same information so that that way you know exactly what's going on with us you know how you can be involved how you can be a you can sign up for our, our newsletter at becoming um, it's called the Black Joy Newsletter. Uh, and you can sign up for that there on the website as well so that you can stay informed and stay engaged with the issues that uh, we're pushing in terms of our larger ecosystem. Again, supporting all of these nonprofits that have you know, really signed on to be a part of the ecosystem and network.
1: Cool, uh, that's so great. Um, I'm just checking in with uh, Benny, the producer here. We're hearing a funny noise.
2: Yeah, it's like a, um, like a static, kind of like a behind-the-scenes type thing. I don't know if anything's running, or do you want to?
1: It seems like it's coming from your end, Triana. Um,
2: why don't we do this? Can we just take a quick little break, and we'll try to smooth things out for everybody?
1: We'll be back. We'll roll with it.
2: Are you looking for a realtor? Rebecca Sayer from Infinity Real Estate and Development in Seattle is a real estate broker with a passion for helping people with an enjoyable and successful home buying experience. Infinity is focused on empowering positive futures for each of our clients as well as the community. With a deep local knowledge in green and sustainable properties and housing models, Rebecca is committed to connecting people with the right property. She can help you access a home that will increase your quality of life Reduce electromagnetic and toxic product exposure, plus your carbon footprint. Rebecca serves on the Northwest Eco Building Guild's Education Committee, where she is helping develop a series of courses for people who have an interest in living more sustainably, be it in a home or an apartment, through classes that share the tricks, tools, and resources available. To connect with an agent that serves you and your community, reach out to Rebecca at Rebecca at InfinityRed.com today. Are you planning your next move? We know it can be stressful, but at a swift move you can relax
1: and leave the work to us. You can put your mind at ease that your personal items will be safe
2: throughout the entire moving process. To get a free quote from licensed professionals so you can compare and save, call us at 425-309-0577. That's 425-309-0577. So make your next move a swift one and give us a call.
3: To contact me, Dina Marie, visit dina-marie.com.
0: Thank you so much for listening. Make us part of your daily routine. Alternative Talk, 1150. Set your intention. Dream with care. Tomorrow's new day for everyone. i
1: Okay, we're back. We had technical difficulties, but we solved it because that's just what we do. So hi again out there. Uh, This is Rebecca Sayre with the Sustainability Sessions, and I'm here with my guest, uh, Treyada Holiday from King County Equity Now. We were just, uh, before we had to go to that unplanned break, talking about how there is going to be information on the KingCountyEquityNow.com website about how... We all out there can help support ensuring that the Washington State Housing Finance Commission funds projects in Seattle, which is where the majority of the Black-owned projects are, and so that's a critical piece of ensuring that during this year, on the heels of everything that happened last year uh, with George Floyd and Black Lives Matter and during Black History Month, that the state needs to be funding these projects. Um, It's just imperative and timely and appropriate, and that we all have an opportunity to engage and that King County Equity Now is tracking this and uh, is able to keep uh, us all informed and educated on how we can participate. Uh, Triana, so that was one of the three initiatives that we spoke about that you are, tracking uh, in regards to land use and land acquisition. Uh, We've also had some really great successes over the last uh, few years that are a direct direct result from community organizing, and that there's more work that needs to be done. But let's talk a bit about the fire station at Yesler 23rd.
3: Absolutely, thanks for uh, bringing that one up. Uh, You know, the the thing here
1: is that uh, Fire Station
3: 6 on uh 2030 esler has been used to park meter made vehicles uh for for the last uh, few years and uh Africa Town Community Land Trust um, is just a pioneer in the, the central district with regard to you know bringing this education out to the community and they were in negotiations with the mayor for almost 5 years um honestly about getting that uh building into black black ownership and um there was a kind of like a promise yes you know we're going to be handing this over to community ownership and it was kind of a bit of a play you know with the city for for several years um you know where it was like all right what is needed what do we need to showcase just a lot of back and forth to get this property into community ownership and when the uh, protests erupted. We uh, immediately—that's—that's that's, again how King County Equity now was birthed. We said, you know, we know that so many in our organ, so many in our community. Um, again, talking about all these amazing organizations that. They had the answers. And so um, fire Station six seemed like low-hanging fruit because they had been in negotiations for years. It had been already promised to community, yet they still didn't have the keys, didn't have the deed. Um, It was still like something that was hanging in the balance. And so we just educated the community you know we said look we need to really push on this we need to press the mayor and the, the mayor's administration to get this
1: uh ownership and it sounds like you had to go through a couple different mayoral administrations
3: given couple that timeline lines.
1: right
3: absolutely and and really you know um, when we think about a lot of these uh acquisitions i, I have to Uh, talk about central area senior center just throw it in here because they went through seven mayors uh, seven mayors saying yes we're going to give this to (laughs) to the black community yes we're going to let you guys own it they had been running the 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 senior center um as like a black led senior center and wow seven mayors they went through just
1: just for just for people that's like at least 30 years if but but more because of multiple terms. Yeah.
3: And that's that's, that yeah, that's one of the the cases that's like, whoa, it's very mind blowing that this is how the city toys and plays with, you know, black led initiatives, um, to be honest. And so Fire Station Six uh, found itself in that very same predicament. And if it weren't for, you know, the the large swell of voices of, you know, so many people sending letters uh, to the mayor's office and to others to say, you have gotta get this deal done. This is ridiculous that you've been toying with, you know, this community group like this, this this nonprofit, because it started as just a, an initiative. It wasn't even a nonprofit when they were doing this uh, ownership piece in the beginning. And so... Yeah. That's why the Land Trust was created uh, for Africatown Community Land Trust. They realized, you know, like, wait a minute, we really need to have our own entity that can steward land, that can own land, begin to develop land, very importantly, and do it in a, in a way that is sustainable and economic for the community members to be engaged, be involved. So we're excited to say that, yes, Fire Station Six, as we saw uh, the mayor uh, months ago, you know, finally signed the deed over to Africa community land trust. That was really on the backs of so many, you know, sharing their voices. And again, it's an indication of how powerful our voices really are when we combine our voices, when we bring Absolutely. ourselves into the issues, uh, instead of kind of playing the sidelines and waiting for others to kind of do things.
1: I always like to say it's like, it's, it's the bitch and the benefit of representative democracy, right, is that you get to participate in this in this messy system that you know doesn't work and needs a whole lot of reform a lot of change but still we get to in this country participate and we have to that's, that's the right. thing if you don't the squeaky wheel gets the grease where the money is gets the grease but where you don't have money you have people and again you know from my from my background i also love there's an image that those of us out there who are organizers know it's like the the little group of small fish can go after the big fish if you organize that's and great. it just works. It does.
3: It, and, it, and this it is works. a great example of it, honestly. So we're excited to uh, be now working on the development of what is going to be called the William Growth Center. Um, it is a, a space of innovation. And I love this example. Uh, just think about, you know, uh, 2 12-year-old boys, you know, leaving uh, Washington Middle School, which is just down the street from the fire station, coming there after school because they have an idea to design uh, a tech uh, wearable hoodie where, you know, you can have uh, headphones or audio gear built into the hood of a sweatshirt. And that's the kind of stuff that will be coming out of the William Gross Center uh, for Innovation. So really exciting, honestly. Uh, to be bringing uh, 3D printers, you know, laser cutters. I mean, things that are normally outside of our community and uh, working with um, uh, UW's Innovation Center, they have uh, one in Bellevue, and so we understand that. Okay, that's great for Bellevue. Well, we need one in the central district. Right. We need one for you know young Black people to see themselves as you know young entrepreneurs and inventors, um, and, and really changing the game. So we're excited for that.
1: That's that's so great. And I look forward to it. Again, for listeners out there, I'm going to keep. Uh, uh, you're not going to get rid of me now. I'm so excited about what you you're doing, Triana. I'm going to I'm going to keep updated on the website KingCountyEquityNow.com. And these are, these are opportunities that, again, if we invest in things like that, we are an innovative state. We've always been people of innovation. And these kind of investments, you know, bear fruit multifold, right? Like, it's like, this is the kind of thing that, that strengthens all of us. And so that's just, that's so beautiful. Um, we also talked about, uh, when you were telling me the projects you want to highlight, is the CARO project. And that actually, through again community organizing, uh, you were able to get uh, Governor Inslee's ear, and that he's taken this uh, taken this to heart. And 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 I'll just say, you know, I'm, I'm generally an Inslee fan, and the good thing about the uh, Governor Inslee is, that when he, he when he decides that something's important, which it's not always easy to you know get that in, into his uh, inner circle, but he tends to push hard on it so what, what's going on about the efforts to fund the carol project
3: yeah this is a, a, another great one I, I you know honestly i love the examples of the wins in community by just utilizing our voices in a collective effort um you know uh land use review committee lurk um they have calls <laughs> where they talk about you know the projects that are happening and we Uh, we knew that they were going to be talking about the Cairo project. Originally, you know, it was uh, housing for elders um, in our Asian and Japanese community. And um, it was just, it's built beautifully, right? It's an amazing multifaceted facility. Uh, And where is it? It's on 17th and Yesler. Um, So this one, yeah, is um, right there on the corner. And it kind of takes up. You know, almost the whole block. Um, It's a pretty big uh, uh, space, but the, the, the thing here was, was that, you know, uh, again, we put a call out to community. We said, we need community to join this call right now, um, for this LURK call, which they're probably used to having maybe five or six people on the call. And we flooded the call with, you know, over 60 people um, giving comment about not wanting this to go into uh, Shelter Holdings hands, which is a for-profit developer. They have plans to create market rates Rate units on that corner, um, you know, over 400 market rate units with some type of, you know, non-affordable commercial space on the bottom. Um, and it, it was just another project that would have, you know, spread gentrification even more in an area that has already suffered major bouts of gentrification. So community members jumped on board, you know, uh, so many people out there. It, it, it was beautiful to see the wide range of folks that came. And when did
1: this take place?
3: This was months ago. So this was, I think sometime back in um, August or, or July, it was during the summer months but okay. the, the thing is is that folks hopped on and you know uh lurk heard that and and more importantly shelter holdings heard that you know this is not a project that is wanted right now in community and, and I'll, I'll shout out to uh one of the, the folks that i've been uh, calling the awakeners uh who gave his testimony saying you know look i came here for a, a you know a tech job at amazon um i didn't know anything about you know gentrification or the history of the central district i moved into the central district it was a great deal it was you know not mm-hmm, far from my mm-hmm. job um and when i realized what uh the history was of the central district and the major bouts of gentrification he said i left you know i decided i could i didn't want to be a part of that and so him bringing his voice there were so many but that story really stuck out to me in terms of you know correcting your path i get it that a lot of people don't know what they're doing when they come into a new right. know, a new city they don't know the history but once you learn it, what are you going to do then and so his story yep. was really impactful to me personally but so many people shared their their viewpoints and lurk heard that and they said all right you know what we'll do is we will sell it to you know a land trust we're going to sell it to africatown community land trust so that they can develop this property and so now we're on, on the hunt for the money that is needed to acquire this space
1: that's so exciting and so at the state level uh what's the timeline with that uh the legislative session is in swing, although pretty much virtual. Uh, When do you expect there's going to be a need for public input?
3: Well, I think right now, you know, again, you can do it now. I mean, if you want to send letters to, you know, your elected officials at the Mm -hmm. state level, uh, please do, because uh, they're hearing, you know, from many, many people. We're working with uh, Kirsten Harris Talley, um, you know, newly elected official, who is really passionate about this project and many of the projects that we have going on, but uh, we appreciate her support. There's many that she's working with down there uh, in Olympia to really see this through and to get make sure that we get some funding for this project because it is necessary you know in the immediate term it's going to be housing um unsheltered folks and that's what we're really looking to do right now especially such for a critical country.
1: need right now
3: yeah it's such a crucial need i mean we you know our house our homeless population is off the charts in seattle but it goes back to the fact that there is no affordable spaces there's no incremental spaces right. Right. to get people off the streets and and into a space that they can own, right? And so we really have to be intentional about housing diversity in in our city and throughout our county, we really do.
1: And so for people listening out there, if you wanna reach out to your legislators, again, it's always quite easy, Uh, but you can go to uh, ledge.wa.gov. You can put in your address if you don't know who your legislators are, your representatives and your senators, and you can write them a letter. Or you can just say, I heard about this issue and I care about it. I always say, say to people back when I used to be an advocate, it's like, you don't have to be an expert. You can just care and state your concern. And that that is plenty. But you can also go to KingCountyEquityNow.com and, and learn more about these issues. Uh, you can also call... And actually, correct me if I'm wrong, but I'm sure it's still active, particularly this year. The the legislative hotline, which and I'm a geek and I used to be a lobbyist. It's one eight hundred five six two six thousand. I know that number; it's burned into my brain. You can call one eight hundred five six two six thousand, and there will be some. Again, not to stereotype, but there's very likely some very nice lady on the other end of the line who will help you find the people you need to talk to and get your message to them. It's very easy and it's very impactful.
3: Yeah, absolutely. Thank you for plugging that. Perfect. Yeah. It's, <laughs> I I that. It's, it's so, it's so great the that
1: there's literally a phone number you can call and someone helps you voice your concern. It's really a beautiful thing. Um, all right. Well, we're, um, we're actually a little bit ahead of schedule. So let's talk a little bit about the, the eco-district. Yeah, that is in discussion and in planning.
3: Yeah, this is, this is important because again, it just goes back to, you know, community being involved, being engaged and, and and really I love the ideas of like what the 15-minute neighborhood right and how do we design neighborhoods so that they everything you need is within a 15-minute walk mm-hmm. of your house right um but when we really think about eco districts it's about a diversity in the neighborhoods it's about um ensuring that there are places where you can you know shop work play like all of that and and that takes uh, a real sense of planning and we see that you know unfortunately which is really the old
1: village model i mean again (laughs) it's it's what's really 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 old is new again
3: yeah that's exactly right and uh it's like going back to what worked before i mean we were just talking about how indigenous for uh, a long time yeah yeah, how the how the land was stewarded right it was that that was the that is also what can affect things like our climate change. I mean, when you're talking about oh, people yeah. needing to, to use cars to get everywhere they have to go because it's so far from their house, or you know, oh, I got to work in the city. I live in the you know suburbs. I'm you know, right. this is this is that you know that that age old uh, effect of urban sprawl, right? Uh, yep. That we talked about in my urban studies courses um, in terms of like. The divestment from inner cities, right? That then spread out to the suburbs, and now we have a huge surge of overtaking the inner cities again. And that's where gentrification comes in. So eco districts are super important in terms of how we are going to start looking at and thinking about again bringing all of that that ancient knowledge to bear uh, today. Uh, it's important, and that's why you know for us at King County Equity now we work with a wide range of different nonprofits and organizations and. initiatives because, again, the experts are right within your community. It doesn't have Mm -hmm. uh, the the ideas of this top-down approach. We see that that doesn't work because, honestly, it doesn't care for the people, and it doesn't invest in people's inherent knowledge that they have of the areas, right? I think back to the days that I grew up in the Central District, and, you know, uh, Mr. Dunn's owned this little corner store that was right by my grandma's apartment, and he knew my family. He knew my grandma so if I was short on some little bit of groceries I was picking up for my grandma it's like don't you know don't worry I'll put it on her tab she knows me she'll pay it back that's the kind of relationships that have been eradicated with you know gentrification and the divestment into you know these neighborhoods so it's important that we begin to again like you said so so eloquently Rebecca i agree 100 for you know so many years hundreds of years that's what worked and we really need to go back to the things that really work
1: thousands (laughs) 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 of years absolutely so yeah it's and we're i continue to marvel be hopeful and and i don't know go through go through the full spectrum of emotions that this pandemic is bringing forward um because it's a really weird challenging time for all of us on so many levels Uh, fiscally emotionally psychologically you know I I look forward to the day that I can actually just like a hug a stranger I mean I I can't even imagine what that's going to be like again it's hilarious that I actually I don't know if this happens to you Triana but I see movies which I watch so many of these days and I see people gathering in a room and I get scared for them I'm like what are you doing like you can't you can't do that
3: oh my goodness so funny that you mentioned that because you're right there is something that now has crept up on me and and it is a real thing you know uh, to see certain things and I'm like whoa like you know even now when I watch things and I'm like did they take that after before COVID or after like when I'm I'm thinking about because I also have this production background and that's what I do as media director for King County Equity now and I'm always thinking about the fact that when you have so many extras right that are in a movie or in a scene and you're just like oh my gosh you know like how are they doing that right now and it's it's, (laughs) I have that same jolt
1: (laughs) but it's um and I I confess I just kind of lost my thought but but with COVID and with this change and with this opportunity to have more time I guess and be introspective um, there's there are shifts that are happening that I think that are actually positive positive. Yeah. And, you know, again, it's the one year anniversary of my show and, you know, pandemics and things like this happen because there are too many people going into places and they're disturbing things. You know, viruses like this science actually shows are coming out because there's an there's an ecological imbalance.
3: Yeah, Um,
1: Yeah. It's all connected. I mean, this is exactly
3: why it's important. Mother Nature
1: is going to put us back in order one way or the other. We might as well get on the train.
3: Yeah, that's it. That's exactly right. Again, this is why bringing in those ancient practices of stewardship of land is so important. I I was able to uh, be uh, a participant in this amazing um, uh, presentation by Segurite Land Trust um, that is in California. And just, they were talking about rematriation of the land, right? Mm -hmm. Like bringing back the indigenous practices that worked, like you said, really for millennia, but, but really that, that, idea that we need to learn again and I think that we're in a great time of us learning like you said with the pandemic many of us are at home many of us are using our digital devices these days um,
1: and it's important that we
3: take time to learn
1: yeah and the technology and the advancements that we have are actually possibly able to bring us back to the core I mean that's that's my that's my hopeful view on all this crazy stuff that we're going through. It's 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 a really interesting time that we're in. Um, oh my gosh, as as it always happens, we're getting close to the end of the show. It happens so quickly. It's been so great to talk to you, Triana. Talk about King County Equity Now. KingCountyEquityNow.com is the website where you can get in touch, learn about what's going on, learn how you can participate, uh, funding key projects adding your voice to the chorus of people who are speaking out and organizing. Uh, this is the Sustainability Sessions. I'm your host, Rebecca Sayre. It's crazy that we've been doing this for a year now. Um, I want to give a shout out right now before we head out to Benny, my producer. Hey, Benny. Hey.
2: hey.
1: Thank you for everything that you always do to make sure everything is just running.
2: Hey, you're quite welcome. Um,
1: you're welcome. Couldn't do this without you. So, And thank you, everybody out there who's listening. I don't even know who's out there. Um, I really appreciate it. I hope this has been meaningful to you all because this has been an amazing, fun, crazy adventure for me and I I look forward to continuing to do it and connecting with community through this forum. Uh, We got to go. Thanks so much. Everybody out there, stay safe and stay warm.